Hey everyone, I just wanted to say thank you again for all of the support and to all the new listeners. We're so excited to have you. As we know, it is college graduation time. We know a lot of college seniors are about to be graduating. They're looking at their new career and what they want to do with their life. And we've had a lot of new listeners add on and be able to reach out to me. I, first off, I really am so happy that you guys are here. And again, I just want to say thank you to the support from everybody. Also, I got a lot of messages saying the last two podcasts were super helpful and just encouraging you guys. And that means the world. I'm so glad that you guys are getting value from these podcasts, that they're able to be supportive to you in your life and hopefully make an impact in a positive way. And so I just always want to say thank you to you first, because without you, I want to be able to, to bless you guys and also be able to have a channel and be able to continue to give you this knowledge. So I, I just thank you for the support. Also, I just want to give a shout out. We have had several people uh, get hired this week. Uh, we talk about it in the show. I'm really excited for those people. We have so many people going through interviews right now. Um, and we also have four people going through final interviews right now this weekend. So expecting multiple job offers coming in uh, for all of them here very soon. So just an exciting time inside the course. Um, just to, speaking of the course, we've talked about it. This is the last month. It is now going to be going up because, again, we offer six-month guarantee lifetime access. Uh, we know our average person is getting hired in 9.8 weeks at $91,000. And we know that we're able to offer those people that are getting in. They are getting jobs. And so we're just so excited about that. But with that as well. The demand has just so much, it's grown so much. And then also protecting our time because we are always adding more and more content to the, the course and making sure that you guys are taken care of and having the best results. And with that, it's growing into getting you guys faster and better results. And so, again, just so you all know that it will be going up. But again, that doesn't mean that we're making it to where you can't afford it because we're always willing to work with you. Again, always remember you're talking to the guy who six years ago had $66 to his name, five years ago had $1,200 to move out to Arizona with and lived off of th under 30 to $50 a week, had to put groceries back. I'm never going to be that person who's just going too much, but I do want you to know that we have to respect our coaches, respect our time and respect everything that we've done and, and that we offer what nobody else offers and that we are getting the results that we got. Um, again, the testimonials, we're having a new site put together to show you all of the new testimonials that we have throughout the course. Um, and I'm excited to have you guys see that. But if you First off, have it. Make sure that you guys make a LinkedIn because you're going to need one no matter what if you're wanting to break into medical device sales. Make sure that you guys go and add me at Jacob McLaughlin or you can add our page new to medical device sales where we put helpful stuff. I, again, share my personal content. I share where what I'm doing in my job so you guys know I'm actually doing the job like I always preach to you guys, do the job to get the job. I actually live this with you every day. It's why I can talk to, talk to you the way I talk to you and also give you the advice because I'm living it with you guys. Um, but I share that content, but I also share just helpful content to get you guys into medical device sales. My tips to you guys just put out one, uh, the difference that I saw in people who get hired and don't get hired this last week. So if you haven't, make sure to add me on LinkedIn, uh, Jacob McLaughlin, and make sure to reach out. Always love connecting with you guys. Happy to answer any questions that you have. And again, always able to jump on a call if you guys have questions about the course. So Really excited about this episode. This episode was, again, a little different. We're talking about the difference between pharmaceuticals and medical device sales because I've gotten so many people in the last just week actually reaching out to me about, hey, what's the difference? And just throughout the last couple of months, I've had this happen and there's transitions happening in the world. So wanted to get this episode out to you guys. But like always, I just want you to know I truly appreciate you. It means the world to have you guys a part of this community. I'm so happy to have you here, and I hope this just provides you as much value as you can. So I hope you have a great rest of your day, and let's get into it. Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and coming to you today with a beautiful 
warm day in Scottsdale. We are starting to get to the summertime feeling. We're going to have our first weekend in the hundreds here in April. So getting us ready for May and the beautiful summer to come. Uh, but I just, like always, you guys, tell you how much I appreciate you guys. It's been so fun. We've uh, got a couple people hired this week. Actually got one of our nurses hired and she's coming in as a clinical specialist at a very great salary that is helping the average a lot. <laughs> so uh, shout out to Blair. Congratulations. Really happy for you. Uh, we right now have four people going through the final interview uh, process. So it's really exciting. We have several people in multiple interview processes. So just again, super fun to to be around, uh, see what's going on right now and being able to, to connect with you guys. Uh, but want to get you guys an episode. And today's episode is going to be a little different, actually, because I was thinking about this and we've really been just trying to be strategic on how to break in. Right. And then we also have those strategic of once you are in, how do we do it? And so this is going to be more of a conversation that I've been having with people. Um, and just people reaching out that are still new or people that are actually in med device and looking at making a change or vice versa. And so um, that's why I wanted to make this podcast. Now, I will say we will have a guest next week. I have them and it's a guest that you guys very much enjoy. So we'll have Jason back on. Uh, really excited to get you guys that because he's so good at being strategic and talking to the coaching. So excited to have him back on here. But wanted to get you guys a podcast about pharmaceuticals versus medical device sales, right? What's the difference between pharmaceuticals and what's the difference between medical device sales? Why medical device sales over pharma? Why you might go to pharma over medical device sales? And so I wanted to make a podcast, especially updated one. Uh, even when I look back, I don't even think I've done this before. I think I've talked a little bit about it, but I've never made a, one just strictly for pharma against med device. And, and when I say against, I mean just first, what's the differences? Um, so I want to just give a touch base of if you guys don't know, Especially with all the new listeners that we have, uh, there, there's always the, hey, I think I'm going to do pharma. Most people, I just talked to one of our people that got into the course where they're like, I didn't even know about med device sales. All I've ever heard is pharmaceutical sales, right? And so what is pharmaceutical sales? What is pharma? So pharmaceutical sales is just like med device where there's big companies, they have devices, but pharma has drugs, right? So we all know drugs that you get over the counter or you have to go get prescriptions for that is coming from a certain company. And then they are going to have reps that are meeting with doctors. They're going to be having those doctors write scripts. And then that's where their quotas and all that good stuff comes. Now, why am I putting like error quotes and all this stuff when I talk about pharma? So the thing I have to just let you guys know when, and again, when I'm telling you guys this, this is just what my experience has been. So take that with a grain of salt every single time, right? But there's a lot of people inside pharma that don't even know this. So I think this will be a little eye opener. But if you are in the pharma world, medical device sales does not consider that sales. Medical device sales actually has a negative view on it. And again, I'm not saying me. I'm just saying how the industry views it. Um, because again, with pharma, what they look at is, hey, pharma, is, you're going to go just give drop off prescriptions. You're going to show the people what's the difference. And then this is where reps will get really into it when they're med device compared to pharma, right? What's the difference between ibuprofen and Tylenol? Who knows, right? But who was the rep giving it? What's the kickback for if they write so many scripts, right? Um, and again, that's a not a great example for the fact of you guys can get that over the counter. You don't have to have a script for that, but that's the easiest way I can explain it, right? So in the industry of medical device, they do not really consider pharma because 
they're not really selling anything. It's kind of, they're just like handing it out. They're doing breakfasts and lunches and then they're going to just, okay, here you go. Use this because of whatever. Again, I am not saying that. I know farmer reps who work very hard, um, but that is the the look at the industry because the reason I'm saying that is if you do go pharma, uh, there is a lot of times where they will not hire you. I know candidates who have been final round, VP comes in, they're like, this person's from pharma. And they're like, yeah, and they're like, this interview's over. We're never hiring someone and they kick them out. So just understand if you do ever do pharma and you are trying to get into med device sales, from my experience, I was always told if you're going to do pharma, be in and, in and out and in two years, um, because that's enough time to say, hey, you did this and you got a little bit of experience, but then you're going, but I'll be just fully transparent with you guys. The only people that I ever know that make the transition from pharma to med device sales is when there's a manager who came from pharma willing to take a shot on another pharma person. Otherwise, pharma, like this, I get asked this all the time. Should I go pharma or B2B? B2B if you're trying to get in med device sales. Like not even close because B2B is what they require. Pharma, they don't consider sales. They consider it marketing, right? Um, now, what, like why, why is this bad rap and why do they get it? Well, pharma back in the day was known of, hey, you only work 30 hours, 20 hours, two to three hours a day and you're not really doing stuff. You're just going handing scripts out and then you do some breakfast or a lunch and call it good. Um, and again, some people will get really offended by that. They'll be like, I don't do that. And I'm in pharma and all that. Um, and again, I, this is just what is the industry, what I've been told. But like, I can also sit here and tell you as being a personal trainer, I trained one of my ladies was a pharma rep and not only a pharma rep, she was a president club winner. And I had a real talk with her one day and I said, Hey, you're a president club winner. How many hours a day did you work? Like be, be transparent with me. Uh, cause now she's retired. She's not doing that anymore. Um, but She's like, Jake, I'll be completely transparent with you. I work two to three hours a day. And she's like, that was with travel time, right? And so now from what I understand, again, I'm not in it. So take this with a grain of salt as a person outside of it. But what I understand is there's a lot more monitoring. They're going to make sure that you're doing computer work. Are you putting it in the CRM and all that stuff? So you're working more. Um, so that's number one. Number two about pharma and why med device like, has always had like a difference between them is the average farmer rep does not make the average of medical device sales. So I can sit here and tell you guys from experience, I actually have people in our course right now that came from pharma or are in pharma and they don't even make what our associates make. Um, and they've been in for multiple years, five plus years, and they're still not making what an associate. Um, and, and so I can say that is because one time I talked to a pharma rep and again, this is just the world of it, but like they were bragging about how much money they were making and they had been in for 10 years. And it was great, but they were kind of doing the like, I'm better than you conversation with me. Um, and then I just very nice, nicely said, I made more than that my first year in med device, right? So again, that's never a, a, a stick to anybody, but it's just showing you guys what is the opportunity and possibility because how pharma usually runs it just to be transparent with you guys is usually they're going to give you a higher base. So you could have a base anywhere from 70 to a hundred to $120,000 but then your commission could only be 10 to 20, $30,000, right? So more people would be like, oh, that's safe. I'd rather go that route. Compared to med device sales, you're probably going to get a base between anywhere from 50 to 120. And then your commission though, could be anywhere from 30 to 120, right? Like there's a way higher upswing and usually the bases are about the same now. Um, so there's, those are like a lot of the big differences, but what you guys will, will hear and what you just did here is a lot of times pharma can have a better work-life balance. So I know people who have gone 
from med device to pharma because they're like, I just don't want to work as much. And, th- and that's, again, that's always like whatever you would like. This is the conversation I always have with people is because you can go, you can still get a car stipend and have that. And you can still make a, a good living, right? You can probably make an 80 to 120K um, and, and be living a good life and not be working maybe a crazy amount. Um, but again, I know pharma reps that are working really hard and they work a lot, right? So again, it's always just going to be dependent on the territory, what you're selling and everything. Um, because this, again, this is not a smash. This is whatever fits best for you. Like I have friends who are pharma reps. I have like, when I tell you guys all this stuff about pharma, I'm not saying because I hate it or I'm like trashing it. I'm just telling you what like the industry looks at it and what I've heard from being experienced. Like I have no problem with it. Again, it's just whatever is your work life that you're looking for and what's going to fit you and what, what you would be the most passionate about. My, my conversation with a lot of my reps, though, when they're like, hey, why would we go med device over pharma? Here's the thing. The easiest answer is there's more of an upsell or like an, uh, to progress in there. You can actually have progression in, throughout your career. You're going to make more money. You probably eventually are going to work a little at your work a lot at first, but then you could probably get to a time where you're probably working just as much, maybe a little less, and then you can make way more money doing that. Another thing is you're actually selling. So we actually have to know the difference. We actually have to be able to do trials. We actually have to be able to show our products different. There's a lot more that's considered selling in air quotes. If you guys are watching the videos, like selling compared to what pharma is quote unquote selling, right? And so that's just what med device considers themselves as they, again, they consider med device as the gold standard and the, the MLB, it's the pro leagues of sales um, is what I've been told many times by reps in this industry. So again, to me, it's just sales, right? Because I know buddies that sell solar and they make 400K, whatever you want to call it. You know, anybody can do anything. It's just whatever it is. But again, med device, that's where they'll look at it is it's actually selling. You can have a progression in your career. You can make way more money and you're actually helping your surgeons, your doctors, you're helping your staff and you're actually providing it. And then you're actually getting to be a resource inside it become compared to like, you can still go like talk to your staff, but again, from my experience, farmer reps are more just like here, drop it off, thanks, goodbye, right? And so again, there's going to be again that's such a broad statement of like there could be different ones, but really, when you guys are looking, why would you consider pharma? It would be if you don't want to do med device sales and you don't want the hours and you don't want to make as much money. That is the honest truth. And then people will always ask me, what about the job quality? Like this is what I would just say. You don't need that many reps to give drugs out for free or just give drugs out, right? And when they're starting to pay 80 to 100 to 120 to even $150,000, and then we go into a recession and they're like, oh, wow, we could have one rep do what five people are doing because it's just prescriptions. You could see where the job market can fluctuate. And the reason I'm saying this, because I know if someone's from pharma, they'll get all mad. The only reason I'm saying this is I have the farmer reps getting fired right now, reaching out compared to it's a lot less in med device. Now, let me just make this clear. It's still happening in med device. Like one of the companies just did a massive layoff if you guys haven't been paying attention to the world. Um, And so that's still happening. It's just, there's always going to be more of a need for reps to be inside the OR because they'll always say this, you know, oh, eventually robots will take over or eventually we won't need reps. Yeah, good luck. But like I've given given 15 in-services to the same 15 human beings who still never got it right, still screwed up and still called me. So I can trust humanity all I want, but sometimes you just need the expert in the room. Uh, so again, 
that's really the big difference of like, why would you do pharma compared to medical device sales? It's pretty much, you just don't want to work as much and you probably want more free time, but you're definitely not going to make. Now, the reason I'm saying all that is because my, I just had a conversation with somebody who's considering this and I'm like, Hey, do whatever is going to be best. But what I normally recommend everybody is come do med device. You're going to crush it. You're going to make way more money. You're going to get way more experience. And again, guess what? Like I, I can sit here and tell you guys as a rep in medical device sales when I was at my prior position where I was running a territory, two states by myself, doing all the running the trays, covering the cases, setting up meetings, doing the lunches and the breakfasts, doing business reviews, growing, uh, doing prospecting, do like all of it. I can sit here and tell you I was doing 20x what a pharma rep does, right? I can sit here and tell you that. And anybody can get mad about it, but I don't care because that's why I can always say, you don't think I can, I was a top 10 performer at the largest medical device company in the world with the lowest performing territory. You don't think I can't go push some drugs to a doctor. You don't think I can just go work 15 hours a week and be like, mm, here we go. Like I, like that's the conversation I can always say is it's one twentieth of my job. They're doing lunches and presentations. I already do that. Plus I cover cases. Plus I'm doing competitive, uh, switches with doctors and we're doing competitive trials. Plus I'm doing all the dinners. Plus I'm doing where we're actually having to go meet with SPD. Plus I'm switching out the trays. Plus I'm actually emailing and traveling to different states. Plus I'm, the list goes on and on. So again, I always say this. I would always start in medical device sales because that way you can actually learn it. You can be in sales and you can always go from med device sales to pharma, but you can't always go from pharma to med device sales. So hopefully that makes sense. If that's what you guys are considering, because again, everyone will tell me this, but usually I always laugh. It's always the people under 25, 30 years old. I, don't, I just want a good work-life balance. You make no money and you're broke. What do you mean you want a work-life balance? Like, yes, you need to enjoy your life. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that as somebody who's worked hard and done all my stuff. But at the same time, I'm 28 years old. I am still super young and I have every opportunity to take a trip or do what and have a great life, right? But there's so many people that will reach out to me and they'll be like, yeah, like I, I, I'll never forget one of the college girls that reached out to me and she's like, yeah, I'm about to graduate and I just, I don't want to work more than 40 hours. I just want to be able to get drunk on the weekend with my friend. I'm like, please, for the love of God, do not do this. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, go, go do something where you can go be a bartender. I don't know, but like, don't do this. Go figure yourself out, right? Because in your 20s, you're, that's all you're doing. You're just trying to figure out what the heck you want in life. So there's a lot, there's a lot of fun in that joke, but like, it's the same respect. If you guys are sitting here telling me at 23, you want to work life balance, like I'm going to just sit here and tell you like get lost because like you just don't have enough life in you to understand what's going on. Or it's like, you've had a very spoiled life. Like that's where I can also just say that because guess what? You know, who's not worried about my work life balance is the people who don't ha are struggling to pay their, the people who come and they're supporting for other people. Like that's never a word out of their mouth. They're like, I'm just trying to make it for my family. Right. And so that's where I can just tell you guys. But again, if you are considering pharma, medical device sales, why would you do one or the other? Again, pretty much the only reason you would go to pharma over med device, besides if you knew somebody in there, is you want to work less and make less money, but you want to have more free time, which again, it's like to each their own because some people want, want that. But like for me, where in my head, if I can just be always transparent with you guys, in my head, it would make more sense if you're in your 20s to go work the harder job, do all the stuff where you make more money in your younger years. You can go invest that money. You can go and get the experience and then you can take that literally anywhere or you can go back to pharma 
or go to pharma. And now you're working way less. And now you have a way better work-life balance because you were doing something else. And now you have more money to have that invested. And then you can go do that job compared to, oh, I just screwed around in my 20s. Didn't work that much. Got drunk. Didn't make that much money because after taxes, I didn't even do much. And then now I have to work because I'll just leave this with you guys and take it as it is. Again, this is always my own thoughts. So again, you don't have to like it. It's just I remember hearing a quote, and it's the people who have fun in their 20s will be working in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, and the people who work hard in their 20s will be enjoying their 30s, 40s, and 50s. So you have so much time, and again, to all my people that are 30, 40, 50, you still are super young, and you still have the opportunities. We just got somebody who was hired at 43 years old. Like You still have the opportunity at that place because you have family, right? But I just always want you guys to say, hey, what should I be doing? So that was, I wanted to make this because What's the difference between pharma and med device sales? Pharma selling drugs, medical device sales is actually selling devices. Um, easy enough. But the opportunity is higher normally in medical device sales. And like I said, I can sit here and tell you guys, if you're worried about work-life balance, if you actually do well in medical device sales and prove yourself in your first coming years and throughout your career, I promise you, you can go get a good work-life balance and make way more money than you could if you were in pharma. Um, but again, that's just whatever your stress levels are, whatever you want to do and whatever fits your mold best. But I wanted to make this because I've literally had six people just in the last three days ask me about pharmaceutical sales. What's the difference? What's Why should they consider pharma over med device or vice versa? And so basically it's what I just stated. Where do you want your life to go? What do you want to do? And what are you at in your point of life of where you want to go? Because again, if you're more of like, I just want to be free and do all my stuff and not have a lot of stress, then probably pharma is the better point. But if you're like, hey, I'm a, I'm a go-getter. I want to make a difference in my life. I want to make a difference in my family's life. And I want to go set myself up so I can live the life that I want. Then I would probably push you towards med device because there's more opportunities and the earning potential is higher. But again, there is no right or wrong. I think it's perfect for everybody. You just have to go figure that out. But hopefully this was more helpful for you. But again, my last thing I can say is just you guys need to decide the kind of life that you would want to live. And that would help dictate where you're trying to go. Um, because it can be super confusing when someone's like, yeah, I'm like, cause this is why I can really tell you is when someone tells me I'm thinking pharma or med device, I don't know. And I'm like, those are two very different lifestyles, two different resumes and like interview processes and ve two very different like people inside there. So you need to decide what you want and who you are and what you'll be happy with. And again, a lot of times you're not going to figure that out till you go, but what I can just friendly advice to all the new college kids and to all of the college graduates that are about to have or happen, can, first off, congratulations on graduating. That's exciting. But number two is when you are reaching out to people, don't be like, hey, I'm trying to do pharma or med device sales. Because what it just shows you is you haven't done your homework. You don't know the difference between the two industries, which I just stated in this whole podcast, are very different. And med device sales are not huge fans of pharma reps. Um, so again, be smart on who you're reaching out to and what you're saying. But then also just... Being, it's hard to have a goal if you don't even know what that goal is, right? Like, how can you talk about your future if you're just like, we'll see, right? That's where you have to do the homework and be like, yes, I want to be in medical device sales. I don't know what division yet. That's why I'm calling you and trying to figure it out. But I know I want to be in med device sales or vice versa. I know I want to be in pharmaceutical sales. That's why I'm reaching out. And that's why you would, because when you do that, now you can narrow in and you can get extremely focused and you can go get the results compared to all the people who tell me I'm in pharma, I'm in med device sales. Now they're going through three different interview processes. One's pharma, one's med device. That when you try to use that as leverage, they'll be like, it's pharma. It doesn't even count. Like it's it's vice versa. And then like people will be like, oh, I got the pharma job, but it pays me $62,000. This med device is over a hundred. Like there's, 
It's you just are going to complicate everything. So make your life as easy as possible and go choose what you want your life to look like and where you think at least right now in your life and your goals, where it will take you and go do that. And if you haven't press that like and subscribe button, it helps us grow the channel. A five-star review helps us grow this. We are so excited to continue to help you guys break into medical device sales. It has been an awesome journey. Just again, getting over 900 people hired in the last two and a half years. Uh, it's been so much fun. Even this week, getting people hired, like Blair getting hired. I'm just so pumped for her. And then also how well she did. It's just a great, great point to see, you know, people coming in well over the average of 9.8 weeks. She did it way faster than that. And then way over the average of $91,000. It's, it's amazing. So if you guys are interested in medical device sales and you want to really break in where we help you guys go through it again, we have the modules, the videos, the downloadable PDFs, the quizzes that are, that are all self-paced. You do at your own time. We have office hours that will be recorded. You can join us. It's a community aspect, but also we record it so you can watch it later. And then also we have mock interviews, mock role plays to get you ready for against those 500 other people that are applying for that same job. And then the coaching aspect of where we can coach you. And that's how we are able to get such fast results. So if you guys are interested, please feel free to reach out. I will say by the time this is coming out, we are going into May. I've stated it several times on the podcast in May, we are going up uh, in price because we have, we offer six month guarantee your money back. We offer lifetime access to the course. Nobody else does that. And, and just from the results, we're getting the demands too high. My DMs are exploded, which is amazing. I love that you guys reach out to me, but we also have to continue to respect our time and respect what we have. And the amount of content we have is more than anybody else. And I can promise you that because we're always adding to it. And so just making sure that you guys are getting the best possible opportunity and investment for you guys, that it's going to pay you off a thousand X because you just always are going to be learning from it. That's what we have. Again, we only allow five people in every month so we can help get you that fast results. So if you guys are interested, again, you're going to need a LinkedIn either way, but reach out to me, feel free to hit me up and I would love to get on a call with you guys. Again, if you, this is something you're interested in, but like always, I hope you guys are chasing your dreams, doing what you love, and I hope you have a great week. I'll see you on the next one. Peace.